Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. the PHNX Suns VIP Lounge, brought to you by our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review. We greatly appreciate it. I'm Lindsay Smith. That's all bookmen. That's Espo. And we are hanging out in the VIP Lounge because the Phoenix Suns take down the Utah Jazz 115-109. Our point God is an awesome God. This song's going to be stuck in my head all night now. <laughs> he reigns from mid-range and above. Anyways. Amanda in the chat asked if this was a Buscemi. Oh, no, Brittany. I'm sorry. Uh, Brittany in the chat. This is most definitely a Buscemi. That was one damn ugly game, but one pretty finish. It's effective. It got it done. <laughs> uh, I, this is how exactly how I felt about going into the game in the first place. I was just like, uh, let's just get it over with. You know what I mean? And that's kind of how the Suns played this this whole night. And the, it looked like they were going to blow them out by, like, 40 in the first quarter. It, it looked like they were on fire. And then, like, if you weren't really paying attention, it seemed like to me, at least, and we're going to get into this at some point, every time I looked up, it was like a turnover or a Devin Booker missed jump shot. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And then CP3 takes over in the fourth quarter and game's over. For as amazing as CP3 played, he almost tied his career record for turnovers, though. He was one away yeah. from tying his career record, which is insane to think. But then that was the quietest freaking 33 from Devin Booker I think we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I, again, I told, you know, I, we were sitting in here and I was like, Devin Booker's playing like shit. And, and Espo was like, but he's got 33 points. <laughs> and I was like, I know it's the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> but like I said, we'll get into that in a little bit. Yeah, we'll just a couple of little things. Uh, Sunders Dunk said, death taxes and Phoenix Suns in the fourth. You know it, baby. Uh, and that is absolutely true. You can always, you always know that the odds are in your favor when it comes down to that fourth quarter and needing to get a W. And with tonight's win, the Suns officially moved to 37-9 and nine on the season, tying as the team's best start in franchise history through the first 46 games of a season. Yeah, Twitter tied, all right? <laughs> tied. That was that, that that's just to make a point, but look, the Phoenix Suns are the best team in the NBA and also tied for the best start ever in franchise history. Yeah, and it was um I mean, before before we start getting into the individuals, let's go to the bar first. Let's get some drinks. Let's go to the bar. 
The rip through rum, baby. He got because two. he got two of those nice little nugs tonight. Gotta love CP3, man. You just got to. It's just yeah. Let's talk about CP3 right now to start the Let's show. Let's start off. with Chris Paul. Because Chris Paul is just, I mean, he's just insane. And and, and if you don't, I can understand why after so many years. You know, I mean, we didn't watch Chris Paul on a nightly basis here in Phoenix. And, you know, when Chris Paul would get some love across the league, I was like, yeah, he's okay. He's pretty good. Yeah, you but, but he's not like, I didn't, I never thought he was like MVP caliber or he was like, a, you know, I knew he was an all-star level player, but he just didn't do the things that I thought, you know, that made him stand out as much as other guards. When you watch him on a nightly basis, you just have such a damn appreciation for the way he plays the game. And I actually think he's, He's he's as efficient a, a guard as we've ever seen in the NBA. It's a fine. He's like a fine work of art that you only see in a textbook, and then when you get to see it in person, you go, "Oh, I get it!" Right? You see the brush strokes. You, so you like understand the intricacies, the Mona Lisa, and any any of the fine pieces of, of <laughs> art. I'm I'm blanking on any. The Sistine, All of them. What is the Sistine Sistine Apple, one? Starry Night by uh, Van, Van Gogh. Gogh. Yeah. Uh, you know, any of those things. I've never actually seen any of them in person. But I assume if I get to go somewhere in Europe and see some of these in person, I'll go, oh, shit, that's what my art teacher was talking about. But it's like Chris Paul. You don't appreciate it till you watch it on a nightly basis and you understand that the things that annoy you from afar are actually him being one of the damn smartest players in the league yeah. and understanding the rule book so well that he knows what he can get away with. He knows how he can control a game, and he's masterful. He's a puppet master. He pulls the strings both for his own team on offense, but then plays the defense too. It's it it is it's unbelievable what he's able to do. The way the way he crafts, you know, the the game, it's it's it is really like he's setting up a canvas for things that he's going to do later on. And, you know, a, a few weeks ago, I was concerned and I said, it looked like, you know, he, he lost a little juice in his step. You know, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't as bouncy with the ball as, as he used to be. Um, and I was like, is this, is this something to be concerned about? Mm -hmm. I, I started to see that bounce the last couple of weeks. And when you see him, when you see him in his groove tonight, and I'm talking about when he's dribbling and you just see like him just, you know, I got you. I know what I'm going to do. I know I'm going to do. Gotcha. Boom. That's when you know CP3 is at his best. And he was just, he was in such a good rhythm in the fourth quarter. The, the Jazz had no shot. They had no shot in the fourth quarter. And I've said it a million times. When you have Book and CP3 tonight, especially CP3, you're going to be in good shape. Well, Espo, didn't you say during the game, it's amazing to watch how consistently you see Chris Paul teaching his team? Oh, on yeah. the floor. Like every other game, you can pinpoint an action where Chris Paul is directing and teaching still yeah. constantly like and reiterating is he's just making sure that those nuggets of information really stick. Well, there was a point tonight. He scores a basket, which was an impressive basket. And he's as he's backing down the court, he's talking to Bismack <laughs> Biombo saying, no, this is where you need to be, uh, you know, explaining things. Either and I couldn't tell. Obviously, I was trying to read lips, but he was either talking about where he missed, where he needed to be on the offensive play, or telling him where he needed to be on the defensive play that was developing. Either way, it's those little things, night in, night out, that Chris Paul does that are more valuable than than most people give him credit for. 
I, I know we give Monty a lot of credit for the change in culture and demeanor here, but it's also Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul has done as much, if not more, for that as as Monty has. Do you think that maybe the reason why we didn't realize um, just how much Chris Paul would have an impact on our team and all those little things is because just like with Devin, sometimes they're not like the flashy mm-hmm. highlight. They don't necessarily go viral on Twitter all the time. Like the nutmegs obviously always go viral, but like every rip through doesn't go viral from they him. Should. Every teaching moment doesn't go viral yeah. from him. Like you don't, unless you follow him really closely, he's on your team. You may not really see all of those little moments that you guys are talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's a lot. it's a different type of leadership that we that, that we've seen from CP3 versus you know somebody like you know Steve Nash. You know Steve Nash wasn't as demonstrative out there when trying to, you know, point guys in the right direction or teaching moments. He did that, but it wasn't as, you know, obvious to us mm-hmm. um, on a nightly basis. And what CP3 does in, in these games, he again, he's just one of the best of all time at what he does. And it's just beautiful to watch. We are truly fortunate to watch him play on a nightly basis. I, I will never, ever back away from that. All right, Gerald Borgay is here joining us from the Footprint Center. Gerald, welcome. How you doing? Doing good. How about you guys? We're doing pretty good, hanging out in the VIP lounge. We are in the midst of talking about Chris Paul. So tell us, what did you see from the point guard tonight? Yeah, I mean, he just took over down the stretch. I think he had 12 points going into the fourth quarter. He finished with 27, which was a season high. Um, and then he had, I think, 14 assists, almost a triple-double with the nine rebounds. He was just dominant when the Suns needed him to be because I think Book started like 14 for 27 and then missed his last eight shots in a row. So, I mean, he was hitting from all over the floor. And like Monty said after the game, it's a luxury to have a guy like that. Luxury was the word that he used. He said it's kind of a weird word to describe a human being, but uh, it is a luxury to have a guy like that that can just dominate and get to his own spots when you need him to. What was the what was the moment tonight from CP that that made you laugh? Because <laughs> you say you have one every night. There was a few for me, but what was yours tonight, Gerald? Uh, that's a tough one. Honestly, the one that made me laugh the hardest was probably when he thought he got fouled on one end, came down, committed a clear foul. The ref called a foul on him, and he like pointed at the ref like, "What about on the other?" <laughs> uh, he just always seems to remember shit like that, like where he'll go back a few plays or to another game and be like, "Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you call this same foul in January of 2006?" Like he just <laughs> has that memory where he will always remember something like that. So it's hilarious to see him bark at officials over it. Gerald, tonight, uh, one thing that kind of stood out, uh, and I'm not trying to bag on this guy because everybody really, really wants me to go on on a rant about this individual. But tonight, it just seemed like against a lowly jazz team that is missing all their star players, this would have been a good time for Landry Shaman to hit a couple buckets that were much needed at some very crucial times in the game. And once again, he came up short. Are, are we are we at the point right now where we got to start thinking about putting Shaman on the bench and not playing him? I don't know if we're there yet, especially because you're missing campaign right now and you don't want to be playing CP3 40-plus minutes like they have the last couple of nights. So I think for now you need to ride it out. But look, like the way that he's not hitting shots right now is concerning. And it's a thing that, you know, come playoff time, he's not going to be in the rotation, especially if this keeps up, but maybe even if it doesn't. I thought he had a nice defensive stop on Jordan Clarkson in the post when he got ice on him. 
and that was part of that uh, that little run that the Suns put together to take the lead back in the fourth. But that's a really small silver lining when you look at the overall numbers and you look at how wide open some of these shots are. It just seems like he's rushed or he's trying too hard to to live up to a moment to make a game-changing shot, and they're just not falling for him. So it is concerning, especially because this guy has been a sniper throughout his career. Like, that's the one thing that you've always been able to bank on with him, and right now it's just not falling for him. So if he's not doing that, he's not doing a ton else to help this team. Uh, So it is something concerning and something to think about heading into the trade deadline for sure. Well, Well, the chat agrees that the Landry experiment is should be over because Code JJM gave us a super chat of $19.99. Thank you, Code JJM. And as soon as we can get that up on the screen. He said his, great. the comment was the go. Landry Shamit buyout donation, not a typo. He's washed. Right there. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's hard to not it's hard to not agree after watching him for 40 plus games and him not really have a single one that you could point to and be like, ooh, that was really crucial. That was a really good game. There was like yeah, a I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. I won't lie to you. I just don't think you can pull the plug on that experiment when you're down so many guys right now. And you know, you need depth to get to the regular season. That's what it's all about. You're only about halfway through the season. There's still plenty of time for him to catch a groove, get hot, and hopefully carry that into the playoffs. But you know, if we're seeing what we're seeing from Shamit, Monty's not going to play him in the playoffs anyway unless he absolutely has to. So I don't think this is something to be worried about. I think you worry as far as you look at the overall contract. But for this season, you know, Landry Shamit minutes are not going to make or break you either way. All right. Let, let me just ask. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Are you, are you getting in the sense that they're going to consider a move anytime soon to try to bolster that backup point guard spot with – uh, with campaign on the shelf for at least two weeks, uh, Shamit struggling, uh, you getting any sense of that right now? I mean, I, I haven't heard this from anybody, but I feel like in my gut the Suns would be making a mistake if they're not at least considering it because these next few weeks leading up to the trade line are going to force them to take a good hard look at some areas where they're still shorthanded. You know, you talk about the backup one spot, especially with campaign out, that's a struggle. You talk about the four spot, you know, Cam Johnson filling in for Jay Crowder, six, not even getting minutes at that backup four spot. If Wainwright is playing over him right now. So those are some things that they have to consider. They need another wing and they need another guard who can create his own shot, which were problem areas before these injuries happen. So I think the next few weeks are really going to highlight those, those flaws on this roster and those areas where they can improve. So I don't know if it'll, if that alone will make James Jones pull a trade but it's definitely going to put a magnifying lens on, on some areas where they could really tighten up the roster for a championship run put Jalen smith at the two and call it a day over Shamit. let's go <laughs> gerald i'm, I'm getting uh, i'm getting uh breaking news the uh phnx uh, the the phnx <laughs> decision desk has projected that you and i are right that uh sticks is not a four and he's a five and that's why he's not playing you know, I got that same report here in the arena. I just didn't want to spoil it for the chat. So All right. Just, That's I'll funny. You guys just be watching. Uh, uh, well, never mind. We won't, we won't, we won't go into that. Uh, is, we haven't really asked you at all about what Monty said. What did he share post game? Yeah, I mean, I, I think obviously he would have liked to put this game away a lot earlier. But as he said, uh, you just kind of want to, especially in these games where you're going against shorthanded opponents, you want to see if your system holds up, especially when you're down a couple players. 
and it did. The Suns did what they do down the stretch. I know this is the type of game they should have won by probably 20. Uh, but they took care of business down the stretch. That's the most important thing. And he did say after the game that Mikhail Bridges is okay. He was a little woozy after he said he got clocked. Uh, but he said he or the Suns wouldn't put him back in the game if they weren't confident that he was okay. So everything checked out with Mikhail. So at least we dodged a bullet on that one on the injury front. <laughs> Gosh, Lord uh, knows we need it. Elon Musk in the chat with the one one ninety nine super chat. Shamit gameplay tanks since the Gerald article, of course. <laughs> also, uh, Monica, you shut your mouth. I don't want to hear about Espo and Gerald. <laughs> Monica's comment said yes, Espo and Gerald in reference to the sticks conversation. In case you aren't are listening on audio, <laughs> Gerald. So uh, when it comes to Shamit, that means you are the drama. Congratulations. Way to go, Gerald. <laughs> I always suspected, but now I know. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you tomorrow, bud. Thanks, guys. All right. Well, before Gerald was able to join us from the Footprint Center, we were talking about Chris Paul. So let's keep on uh, within that conversation. We have a few more things we want to discuss. First and foremost, we are naming Chris Paul our draft king's king of the game because he finished with a season-high 27 points. He had 14 assists. And nine rebounds, just one shy of a triple-double. I love the crown placement by Leah, <laughs> making it look 3D. She don't care. She don't care where the lines are. The crown can go wherever it wants. I mean, listen, <laughs> Leah is the best crown placer in the game. That's why we brought her on tonight. Uh, it doesn't matter what Shane's doing right now. It's always irrelevant. When Leah's in the house, she knows where to put the crown. Shane is Landry Shamit of crown placement. Ooh. All right. That's just he me. He can't hit the spot he needs to go. Oh, my right. God. That's just I'm waiting Jesus. for Shane to burst in the door here. Oh, my. That's just like, listen, I, I'm just. Damn. I, I don't think anybody gets dogged more on this show than Shane totally. with, by Espo. <laughs> Only about Espo crown hates placement. Shane. Only about crown just placement. absolutely hates I him. love the stash oh on everything God. else. Oh Back on Chris Paul, the fourth consecutive <laughs> double-double for CP3, the most since 2016-17. So mm -hmm. he is finding a little bit of that groove that he hasn't had for a while, and uh, I think we're all here for it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, Chris Paul, again, just just so efficient tonight, and he took over in the fourth quarter, and that's that's a lot of those points came in the fourth quarter. Uh, it, it, like I said, man, he's just I, – I'm running out of things to say about – quite possibly one of the top three point guards of all time. With that, the next question is, should Chris Paul be an MVP candidate? Yes. Yes. He's a candidate. He's a candidate. He's a candidate. But, like, are we talking top five? Are we talking top ten? Are we talking top three? Like, top I would three. say top five at you least. You think top three, huh? I think top three. They're the best team in the NBA. Sure. He's the most consistent factor. He's a guy that's raised the level of play over the last two years he's been here, he's leading. Uh, he was either leading or near the top in steals, leading in assists. Uh, like I get that his points aren't as flashy as other guys that would be considered, but what he does, a most valuable player, means the guy that's helping your team win the most. They have the most wins in the league, and he's doing it uh, in a multiple of ways. I think he deserves to be top three in MVP conversation this year. 
Um, I, I won't say top three, um, just because I felt like he got kind of got off to a slow start. Who would bit. you who would you put top three be right now? Do <sighs> I you mean, have an idea? Well, well, I would I would say this um, that Steph Curry is slipping down 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 the rankings. Yeah, because a couple quickly, less like quickly. a month and a half ago, you could have said Steph Curry was at the top of that For race, sure. but he's he's been having a real rough go at it. As yeah, late. Steph Curry would have been the one that I, I felt like, but I mean, listen, in terms of Chris Paul and the way he's he's performing. If he has nights like this, right? He needs to have nights like this uh, in the in the premier games, uh, you know, against the the best competition, right? I think that's when he solidifies himself as as a top three contender. Um, he's still waiting for that moment, in my estimation, a game like this where he just dominates because he just dominated tonight, and he's gonna do it. He's gonna do it. I'm just waiting for that, like kind of like the Western Conference uh, Finals, you know, Game Six. He put the fucking team on his back and was like, dude, we're going to the finals. Boom. I feel like one of the hardest parts about this whole thing is that I I think a lot of people and a lot of times we want to take all the different stats into consideration, right? Like assists, rebounds, scoring, all of this kind of stuff. And Chris Paul, his scoring hasn't been as high this season. Mm -hmm. But I also think... That that's by design. Yeah, I don't think that he's but, but, but he's I, he's not missing shots. T- he's not. When I say take over a game, I don't necessarily. No, just no, I'm not. I know, I'm not. Yeah, no, yeah. this isn't necessarily to your point. Sure. I mean, just in general, to why people would say, well, the offense isn't there. That's why he shouldn't be in the conversation or as high up on the board. But he's the most impactful player, and I think that's something that should trump stats when it comes to the MVP race. Exactly. In my opinion anyway. Exactly the way it did when Steve Nash won back to back. Like you've got to look at it in totality, right? And I mean, he's 36 freaking years old. In the playoffs he's going to turn 37. Like he's not he's not a spring chicken. He's not some mm-hmm. young dude out there doing this. He you got to take into consideration his age as well and what he's able to do and how he's able to lead this team. I mean, I'm at the point where they need to start calling the footprint center the church because I am praising (laughs) at the altar of the point God, and I want to say hallelujah every freaking time he does something amazing out there. This is no shade at your nicknames that you have, have handed out over the years, but I think that one is my favorite. <laughs> You're like, the the rest of them yeah. sucked ass, but this yeah. one's okay. <laughs> no, I think that's super fun, though. Yeah, until he doesn't play for us anymore, then we don't call it the church anymore. No, 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 just right now. Okay. Just right, right. now. I got you. Code JJM said CP3 is more important to this Suns team than Nash was to the seven seconds or less Suns. The biggest difference there is Flash. What do you guys think? I don't know about that. Nah, like I don't know about Nash that. was the engine that made that team yeah. go too. I think they're equally as important. Okay. Because with that, both of those teams without their point guard uh, are just pedestrian. But with them, they're next level. They're special. They're league leaders. Uh, and so, and that's that's not a knock on CP3. We're talking about a guy that won back to back MVPs in Steve Nash. Uh, you know, Chris Paul. Uh, and him being on the same level it is actually a compliment, I think. Yeah, that's a. Uh, uh, yeah, I definitely would not say it, it's it's a no doubt decision right there. I, I definitely think that Nash was so valuable, and you saw what happened when Nash was not playing in those games. Oh, that offense was not looking the same, and the same could be said about CP3. If he misses a game, um, the Suns don't look like the same kind of machine that that they usually do. So the efficiency yeah. that he provides is just is just is fantastic but like you were just about to point how we do he says 
the difference is CP3 does play on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and that is a, a tremendous a asset point. to this team, especially considering that in the playoffs and, and when they play the tough teams, defense has to be their calling card. Otherwise, they, they won't win these games. Uh, Larry in the chat said, trying to divide Suns fans from different generations is lame. I don't think that's the intent. I understand how it could come off like that because we still love Steve Nash and that seven oh, yeah, seconds or sure. less team. I think it's just a different era. It's a conversation basketball. point. Yeah. We're, not, we're not sitting here saying if you like Nash, yeah, then fuck you. Because we absolutely <laughs> love that team still. We, we love Steve this, Nash. Right? So I just want to make sure that you – you understand, like, we're not trying to divide by we're, any means. We're splitting damn hairs. They're yeah. two of the top five greatest point guards of all time. Like, there's no there's no shade to either guy when when you when you compare them uh, and, and their value to this. So. All right, we're going to take a quick break because four teams remain in the NFL playoffs, and that means only four teams left for you to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Now, if you are not a new customer, you can experience the conference championships with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you have, the more money you can win. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use that promo code PHNX. And get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. If you bet just $5 and win, bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code PHNX this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. That's 21 and older only, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Well, you, guys, uh, you guys missed... When I referred to adding more legs on your same game parlay as the human centipede of uh, gambling, and I made Gerald go "Oh no!" very audibly when it was just you. Uh, no, I I was here. Were you there for that? I, I was there remember. for that. I just okay. glossed right okay. over. Okay, all right. <laughs> and I, I was, was like, "Let's keep this train on a moving, <laughs> like I'm gonna do right now." So Devin Booker did not necessarily have the best offensive or the most offensive it was offensive uh, a, well, the most efficient <laughs> offensive outing and that is our tonight's take your shot uh because my guy devin book do you want to do the read-in first yeah, yeah let me okay. do the read-in yeah, first sorry. <laughs> sorry. so COVID 19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster visit azhealth.gov for a location near you take devin, it away, bro devin like Listen, everybody will sit there. They might look at the stats and look at the stat line and say, oh, Devin Booker, another 30-point performance. But when you look at the breakdown, 14 for 35 from the floor, that is not good. 35 shots to make 33. Oh, man, come on now. That's like Donovan Mitchell-type shooting. It's 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 not efficient at all. And he was missing some bunnies. Some bunnies, um, you know. There's, there's. You can see on that shot chart that there was a some some close by shots that he was missing, and so he he's tonight's take your shot because uh, I would have I would have rather him not take as many shots <laughs> and look to uh, maybe pass it off to uh, an open guy because clearly after that first quarter 
he just wasn't he just didn't seem like he was in a really good place. He wasn't in a really good groove. So you're saying, hey Devin, don't take your shot. He's three of thirteen from behind the arc. <laughs> yeah, he like uh, that's just that's just not good. At some point, I love that Devin's aggressive, but at some point you want him to go, not my night. Let's let let's get the teammates involved. And he did kind of give way to CP3 there in the fourth, but yeah, that's a, that's just not a pretty offensive night. But like like the Cove Crazies are pointing out, he's still playing hard defensively out there. He is. He had he had that play where he almost got got another block defensively where it was enough to to stop the fast break and, uh, and been, keep the Jazz from he's, scoring. He's been real streaky of late. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. he had the 48 in San Antonio, but then he had the awful night the last game against the Pacers. Right. Tonight, first half versus second half, like two totally different players. I like, mean, that first quarter, he came out. Guns huh. are blazing. Yeah. I thought he was going to drop 60 yeah, tonight. 17 in the first. Yeah, yeah. 17, 17 in the first. But again, one of the more quiet 33-point nights from Booker. It did not mm-hmm. feel like that but i'm telling you the guy plays better on the road and there's not a more hostile crowd no, than utah where they're going on wednesday I, I just, yeah i hate the, i you know it, this is real not, quick hold on this is nothing about this real quick but. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster visit azhealth.gov for a location near you i i am so anti they play better at home or play better on the road because of what just happened to the Cardinals and how much I had to hear about that dumb shit. Oh, they're a better road team. Then they get smacked on the road. Like, you play better on any court. That should be the rule. Like, you play good no matter what. He's played so well at home, obviously. I know he gets up on the road, or he at least he showed that he's going to get up on the road after the Raptors thing happened. But um, I just, bleh, just play good, well, period. He, and he usually does. I just mean when there's when there's a group of particularly hostile fans – or one guy dressed as a raptor, uh, he he seems to lock in, and, and that's just a little extra motivation. And Utah is known for that. It actually gets sometimes borderline abusive the way that they mm-hmm. they treat players coming in uh, from opposing teams. So I think we're just going to see a guy that's locked in uh, and on on Wednesday wanting to make up for you know six out of eight bad quarters yeah. and being in front of a, a group of fans that are going to give them the business too. MCG blue said, but I'm so happy that now when book has these games, uh, he doesn't give up on the defensive side. And now he has the supporting cast and system slash program to secure a win. He absolutely does. And and we're, that's we're, the best part we're, about this. We're, 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 I mean, I wouldn't say we're nitpicking necessarily because 35 shots is hell of a lot. Or nitpicking, um, but but um, you know nitpicking would say Mikhail Bridges needs to play better. I know he got hurt he at the does. end of the game, and we're not saying uh, you know I'm not gonna I'm not saying anything about that. But like Mikhail Bridges has got to play better. He has not had a good last month. He has been wildly off. He's been almost absent on the offensive side. Like that would be nitpicking right now because of the win. But I was like, what? <laughs> Where are we going? That'd be I nitpicking. I'm gonna do it anyways. But yeah. that would be nitpicking because people need to know. <laughs> Where they stand. Because eventually we're going to talk about that. You want to talk about Mikhail Bridges? Nah, Mikhail's just got to play better. He just does. We can save it for the audio only tomorrow. Okay. You can, right. you can have a platform of 15 minutes of just uh, you know, going off on Mikhail. I'm not going to go off on Mikhail. He just needs to, he needs to play better on the offensive side of the ball. He is missing 
Way too many wide open shots. And when, and it's going to come to a head when they play. Let's just say on Wednesday, the Jazz have everybody back. Mikhail better show up. Yeah. Because they'll get run out of the building if he doesn't show up. Because CP3 and Booker can't do everything, especially if you have a night like tonight. Unless CP3 is playing out of his mind, which he has been. So I don't know. I'm just going back and forth. It just would be – it would – Nitpicking. It makes things easier. You're nitpicking for sure. Sean said nitpicking, but true. Yes, nitpicking. But at the end of the day, it also is really valuable for your team. It, it takes the load off of Devin to have big offensive outings every night. It takes that load off of Chris Paul to have to show up huge in the fourth quarter to, to get the W. Like It would be wonderful no. to have a little bit more consistency on the offensive exactly. end from Mikael Bridges. Taboo Tibbetts basically just said that uh, Mikael Bridges is the Chandler Jones of the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> well, it, it, it is. It's complete inconsistency. One night you're getting 20, he's slashing to the hoop, he's making buckets. The next night you're getting six, and it's just yeah. give me a consistent – I don't care if it's 14 a night. Just consistently do it so, so you can know what to expect. You cannot pencil in anything specifically – for Mikhail Bridges on any given night offensively. And Brian is absolutely right. You are right, Katano. You are absolutely right. Bismack was the sweet baby face angel of the game. <laughs> Give him his flowers. Yes, go ahead. Tell we're, him. We're all Bismack Beyond boys tonight as Bismack had 16 <laughs> points and 13 rebounds. I love this guy. He he's, also had a block and an assist, too. He's coming through and just... Doing the little things. But if I see one more person on Twitter go, oh. hey, are there system centers? Is this just a, a system that favors centers? Like, that's that's A, being uh, being rude uh, to, to Busy, uh, Bismarck, and undervaluing what he's been able to go out there and do, and then completely overlooking DA. So I'm mm-hmm. sick of hearing that. Taboos tidbits. Check it in from Austin, Texas. Hey, welcome. Um, not as far as the UK, which we had in pregame. It's but not we'll, a competition. We'll, we'll okay, take te- Shane te- did say, Shane brings up a good potential talking um, point. To be fair to Bridges, pretty hard for him to get going offensively when Devin is taking 35 <laughs> shots. Fair. I'm talking about the things that Mikhail could control, which is when he was getting shots, he wasn't hitting them. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, Devin could have passed the rock a little bit more. A little bit more, for sure. All right, gentlemen. Uh, You're right over there. Yeah, I was reading the comments. All right, gentlemen. <laughs> I was reading the comments. Uh, is there anything else from gameplay that you want to talk about before we go into um, a Cove Crazy topic? Yeah, there was th- there was a stretch there in the fourth where the Suns won an 11-0 run and and kind of got that separation that they needed and. CP3 had eight of those points, right? Mm-hmm. It's I know we talked a lot about him, but this team is so clutch for one of those runs in the fourth that either extends a lead and puts it out of range or gets them that that lead and they keep it for good. Uh I just I can't say enough about the poise of this team. A lot of teams would panic coming in at, after the third, especially in a game like this where all of a sudden you're losing to a bunch of scrubs, which I, I no disrespect, but disrespect to the to the Utah Jazz roster that was out there tonight. The Suns had no business being this in this close of a game, but yet they somehow still kept the composure, came out and just closed it out. That is a sign to me about how good this team is. That 
even not on your best night, you're still not having the mental lapse that turns this game into a Buscemi. Uh, it turns this game from a Buscemi into a loss. I um, I kind of look at the big picture here. You know, you, the Suns have been fortunate to play a lot of teams that have missed a lot of players. The Suns were missing players tonight too. But this is when you want, you know, Jordan Clarkson, for example. You know, he he had a pretty good night. He damn near tried to pull him back in the last couple minutes mm-hmm. on a couple of ridiculous threes. Um, and you'd like to see somebody like a Mikael Bridges um, try to emulate that. Uh, Cam Johnson had a, a had a, a fairly decent game tonight. You're gonna let me give Cam Johnson my flowers. Go that ahead. was gonna be my go wrap ahead. up. Go ahead. Go ahead. You do, do <laughs> okay, it. thank you. I have a, a an apology, thank you. So. We have to give flowers to Cam Johnson because at the pregame show, I don't know if we were all completely sure if it was going to be a Cam Johnson night or not, but I would say it ended up being a pretty good Cam Johnson night. He finished with 20 points. Three steals, six rebounds, five of eight from uh, the three-point line. So, sweet baby angel, Cam Johnson, here are your flowers. Where, where's my, where's my camera, uh, Cam? <laughs> you know I've been, uh, you know I've been in my, in your corner since our, our player previews. We picked you to be the breakout <laughs> star this year. Pad this before and, he apologizes. And I just want to say, <laughs> I am very sorry that I doubted you coming into tonight's game. Uh, you can give me a call, bro. We can talk. If you want to play another round of only cams, we can do that too. But I am genuinely sorry from the bottom of my heart for, you for have, not picking If you you've not seen only cams on one of our long previous episodes, check it out. It's a game we played, yeah, not fun. something between us and Cam. Yeah. No, it was a fun <laughs> game for sure. Um, people, people that are new to the show, they're like, what the fuck? Okay. What? Oh, only cams. cams? What? What kind of... Weird shit is Espo doing with Cam Johnson? <laughs> so the last thing that I do want to mention, because we have quite a few people um, in the chat asking about Sticks. Mm-hmm. Why is Sticks not getting playing time? I mean, Gerald alluded Is it to a it. trade? Are we keeping him healthy just in case? He's a five and they've got too many fives. No, I don't think it was even that. I think because JaVale got in foul trouble. Like that, you know what I mean? Because that's what he does when he starts, you know. Like, and and that's what was pointing that out several times. Like, okay, well, what are we gonna do now? Like, Sticks could have got some time at the five if they really wanted him to. I, there, I have a feeling something might be happening here in the next week or two. I think he heard Sticks kid, and just went. <laughs> you played that reached... song for him. No, no, no. Like, he go, He went. I've hit the pinnacle of my career. I do not need to play another second in a basketball, Monty. I've lived the dream. Oh, my God. I don't know about that, but I would like to think that was the case. So I'll world, give you that one as In the well. perfect world, he would get traded along with Shamit. But. We shall find out. All right. So our social topic of the night, we are going to hand out a Cove Crazy of the Month. Oh, we are. This yes, is not something that we plan on necessarily doing well, every we, month we are moving now. Forward, forward. We are now. But we might. But the uh, inaugural <laughs> Cove Crazy of the Month goes to Josh Hunt because a few <laughs> games ago – well, okay, we'll start with this one. So he sent us this meme. Espo, do you want to read it? It says – actually, you each should read your own Okay, part I'll read here. mine. Hey, has anyone seen Espo? Want me to start Uh, over? Are the Warriors the best team in the league? Okay, let me start over. That was terrible. One more time. I I can't see the fucking screen. Okay. Hey, has anyone seen Espo? Hold on. I got this. 
Are the Warriors the best team in the league? <laughs> the Phoenix Suns are the best team in the NBA. Wait, in the world. Suck it, Warriors. Ahoy hoy. Yeah, I did and mess that up, Tim, from Phoenix. If, if you are listening on the audio, it's a meme, and it's essentially... It's not the Kool-Aid man, but it's basically it's like basically the, Kool-Aid the Kool-Aid man, but it's like a post-it where it's like Saul does like basically Espo's Batman call, like, are the Warriors the best team in the league? And then Espo jumps through the wall like the uh, Kool-Aid oh, man yeah. Yeah. to make his uh, his <laughs> statement known to the world. Yeah, My yeah. declaration. Which yeah. that was fun. But in addition to that, the, the number one reason yeah. why we are going to give Josh a huge shout out is because... A few games ago, we were talking about my beanie, and we wanted stats on how my beanie has performed throughout the season. Josh went above and beyond that and gave us legit stats for every single show that we've done this year. This is crazy. He has stats on when I'm present, when I'm absent, uh, when everybody's present or absent. Uh, He has the color of my glasses as well. He has uh, Lindsay's beanie with and without the beanie uh, which we're now 10 and 1 with the beanie and i believe 19 and 5 without it uh we have Saul uh with a hat uh 19 and 3 without a hat i believe we're now 6 and 2 uh this is just next level impressiveness guest appearances uh when people have uh have shown up on the screen uh flex from jersey's 4-0 now when Shane's on the screen Two and zero, like I mean, this is this is next level. Like this is the kind of stuff when they show you like next gen stats from Amazon. Mm-hmm. We've got our own version of this, uh, <laughs> right from one of our own Cove. Crazies. Thank you, Josh. We appreciate yes. you so very much, Josh. This is your flowers. You get all the flowers tonight. So thank yeah, you for that. But I don't think he's in the chat tonight, which is he so was sad. He was earlier. I hope he wah. listens to this one on audio and doesn't miss it. <laughs> <laughs> We we now we're gonna take it away and just give it back to Chris because she gets it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) All right, gentlemen. The last thing, um, we're gonna open this up to the chat because we have been racking our brains all day about this. Espo came across. What is it? The Entertainment Weekly put out the top twenty-five TV theme songs since the year two thousand, right? And I asked, I went through and I had looked at the list, and then I asked the, the group in here, "What do you think's the top three? And uh, we said they, Game of they Thrones. Couldn't, they couldn't we figure said- it out. The Office. The uh, Office Big was Bang. four. We like literally every top show you could think of. The we OC. named. Yeah, she got the, the OC. The OC was number two, and Leah was the only one to get it. Uh, the song "California" from Phantom Planet. Uh, Wait, Phantom, the OC was number two number on the list. Number two on the list. Okay. By the way, Fresh Prince. I was eight when yeah, Fresh that Prince came. Yeah, this is like since two thousand. Same thing with Friends. <laughs> Friends is a little closer. It was at least in this uh, in in this millennial the, the millennium that they played. Uh, Mad Men was number seven. Somebody had guessed that. Nobody's gonna get number one. I mean, there's there's not a chance. Number three, I'm surprised nobody has guessed. What's Does number anybody three? Want to take? It? No, it's Succession. Oh, uh, uh, but you didn't, Leah. But Su- you didn't. Succession, that piano, uh, it's it's iconic. Already. I haven't seen that, so that would explain Maybe why. Dexter? I have it. Ooh, Sons, Ooh, of, Anarchy. Sons no? of Anarchy is a good one. Code JJM in the chat. I, I'll. 
Tell us what it Not starts with. What's Not, the letter it starts it with? It starts with C. C. I even giving you a Californication? No. Well, that's a good I, one. I I, like I would I would buy somebody. Well, no, I'm not going to say that because they can look this up. I gave you, but I'll buy one of you lunch if you can get it in the next minute because there's not a chance. Okay. My only hint is my wife had me watch the show with her. It's the only reason I know, uh, know what it is. Shout out Tracy for, for this actually a very funny show. It's a comedy. Uh, and it was a CW show. Charmed. That was, I'll just tell I you. I don't know. I'm just throwing Crazy out Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, my God. I don't even know what that is. They changed the theme song every season, but it was it was hilarious, the, the theme song. Go check it out, uh, because if I play it here, we're going to get docked on YouTube. But this is Go awful. check it out. I was shocked that that was the number one. Who voted on this? Uh, I have no clue. Just a bunch of dumb people. I've literally a, a never even heard of this show. Sure. <laughs> I'm Thank you, Brian. Yep, it is an L. I, I thought for sure that that the office would be higher than four. Yeah, I thought. I so mean too. that we all could hum that, even if you haven't or seen Game that of show. Thrones. Yeah, I, I, who or made that list? Well, exactly. Brian's Bad. giving me an L as if I made this list. Yeah, well, basically that's what it is. You did make the, the list. The Weed song is iconic, Brittany. Absolutely, that is a really good. I song. I think the OC was a pretty good. I never watched the OC, yeah. so I don't know. Is that California that. song? But you you recognize you the recognize song. The no, song. I didn't. When you, you guys didn't? were playing earlier, no. I was like, uh, no idea. And Espo was singing it. I was like, that's not making well, it any better. If I sing it, you're obviously not going to notice it anyway. Speaking of which, it. okay, because wasn't what was the bet in pregame? Didn't you guys singing. have to sing if Cam? Yeah, what was if, the bet? No, if, no, if was, uh, I had first bucket. Oh, had first bucket. field goal. Javel, that's right. Booked. That's yeah. right. And, and then Mikael hit it. Yeah. That's right. One okay. of his like three shots he made in the evening. So. I mean, I my percentages were pretty high considering you <laughs> took thirty five fucking shots tonight. True. <laughs> that's facts. Maybe we'll get a um, a singing segment out of you guys one day, but not tonight. Bryce oh. said community theme song. That was a top ten. On the list, but that is an underrated theme song and an underrated show. If uh, also, episode one at the end, if you get a chance to listen to uh, Childish Gambino and, and Abed. <laughs> Troy in that and show, Abed in the uh, morning. Singing, uh, singing a song in Spanish, in, uh, a rap oh, song in Spanish. So it's good. a brilliant 30 seconds in community? of television. Oh, yes. yeah. It's All right, great. you're going to have to send me this link. So, oh, I got you. so good. Lindsay, have Lindsay like sing the stick song? <laughs> Hell no. I, it's gonna, it would be, that would literally go. make your ears bleed. I cannot sing to save Mike, my life. Full House was in the oh, 90s. That was in the 90s. This right? is since 2000. Okay, but work, Workaholics was a dope movie. <laughs> What's the other one? What's the, the legal one? You're in a wreck, need James? a check, call... <laughs> Fudge. Yeah, 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 yeah. What is it? Uh, Learner Row is the way yeah, to go. Call nine seven seven one nine zero. Tell me you grew up Boom. in Phoenix without telling me you grew up in Phoenix. Am I right? Oh my gosh! All right, thank you everybody for tuning in to another uh, PHNX podcast episode. We appreciate you all. Uh, one more time, please uh, rate, review, subscribe. It really helps us out, and we greatly please appreciate your support. Please give us a rating, on, on, especially on Apple Podcasts. It Five stars. Us, it helps us get that, that number up uh, so more people can enjoy the show. It really would help us and, out. And go, go do you. that and tell like, the one or two haters that slipped in the reviews. They can go uh, take a long walk off a short pier. Yeah, right? That's not going to piss them off anymore. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> 
just going to say that's just going to embolden them, but whatever. Um, also, if you haven't checked out our merch recently, head over to phnxlocker.com today to see all the new stuff that is available over there. Um, you can get any t-shirt there for $29.99. Rep your favorite team. Be the also, envy of all of your friends because they're super dope. Also, tomorrow we will start another deal of the week for all the members. So, deal And it will be Suns deal of the week starting tomorrow. Yes. Um, we will see you guys on Wednesday with uh, another game against the Utah Jazz. Summer tomorrow games. on – that's true – Tomorrow, Tuesday, we will have an audio-only podcast for you, and you can listen to that wherever you listen to your podcast. Until then, we will talk to you guys later. Don't forget, you can follow the show on Twitter at phnx underscore sons. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay, and you can follow Espo at Espo. Aspo, take us home. Remember, we're a five-star audio podcast and a one-star video because you got to look at my face. <laughs> Ahoy hoy.